2023 has drawn to an end. A year in review. We want to take a moment of reflection. What happened? Hello, and welcome to a very special edition of the Valor Coffee Podcast. It's the last one of the year, 2023. It's been a great year. We're ready to start a new one, but this was a recap of the highlights of this last year, including best coffee we've had all year on the program, and personally, best brewer, the official Valor Coffee Podcast best brewer and honorable mention, and just some general banter with the boys. You know, we're your boys. (laughs) Uh, Our good friend Riley also put out a poll on Instagram asking all of our followers their favorite coffee shop experience, the favorite coffee they had. There were some other ones too that we'll cover them in the podcast. That was really interesting. It was really cool to hear a bunch of people's perspective. I swear not many of them said us because that's cheating, but we're excited to get into that. Today's episode is brought to you by the Valor Wholesale Program. Any new Valor Wholesale partners out there, if you sign on and you go through a whole month of our coffee and you don't like it, we will give you your money back. That is how confident we are in the systems and processes that we've put in place to ensure quality and consistency. Money back guarantees are pretty cheeky and funny, but we're really confident in our product and we know you will love it. Now let's get to the program. It's been a great year here at Valor Coffee Roasters. The best year, I would say. Old Lang Syne. You guys know what it means? No. Me either. Old. No. Come on. I wish. We need uh, Jamie to look that old, up for us. Old. Old. A-U-L-D, right? Is this, What language is this? I don't know. Old Lang Syne? Isn't that the name of the song? Yeah. I think we're get, kind of getting off topic a little bit here <laughs> with the podcast. Focus. Focus. <laughs> Who's going to take a sip of the Breve Cappuccino? Oof. Breve. Did anybody here go through a brevet phase? Riley did. <laughs> Ross is going to sit here and act like we weren't talking about this before the program. I did a keto diet, a ketogenic diet. We all did. One, Everybody did. One time for like four months, and I would come in to work, and I would drink brevet cappuccinos. And cottage cheese. And I would eat a lot of cottage cheese. <clears throat> like, uh, like a lot. Like yeah. whatever you think he ate, <laughs> double it. He had to take multiple trips from his car to. <laughs> I'm so work. thankful now that I'm just on like a balanced diet where cottage cheese has been replaced by Greek yogurt, and Greek yogurt isn't disgusting. Yeah, cottage cheese has got to be one of the worst foods I've ever had. We should park here for a while. The other thing about cottage cheese <laughs> is when people put no, it. Oh in man, it. I'm just grateful to be on a hot mic. You know. We talk about what boys. I want to. <laughs> yeah. No, but when people put cottage cheese in the cantaloupe, it just sounds crazy. Oh. They like cut open a cantaloupe and put cottage cheese in it. Yeah, that's a, it it's it a marinate. classic. So you like because you know it has the seeds and you yeah. scoop it out you and just replace it with cottage cheese. You put like a mound of cottage cheese. I've in never there. seen that. Hey, smash, I would. I would <laughs> smash like I would eat like a that. bite of fruit and some cottage cheese. That's not. That's not. I'm sure bad. it's. I'm anything that people eat all the time. I'm sure it's good, but yeah, it just sounds. <laughs> anything that people eat all the time. I'm sure it's. Good. Well, yeah, like people eat crickets. I'm like, yeah, when you fry it, put salt and seasoning on it, great. But if I'm just in a place where I'm like, I need to get some protein in, it's just like that food is either a protein shake or. Greek yogurt or Greek yogurt with protein powder because that's also pretty good. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I've had that too. That's it gets my, wild. That's my favorite late night snack. Yeah. Replace ice cream with that. Not half bad. Well, 
Maybe have both. <laughs> All right, let's just stop beating around the bush. We're going to turn this roastery into a gym. And true. 2024 yep. is the year of bulk. <laughs> That's my word of, bulk, of the year. Baby. Bulk. Yeah, our, our good friend and partner in <laughs> coffee roasting, Blake Sellers. I'm sorry if you don't want your full name. Oh, there he is. He's over there packaging coffee. Uh, you got? Can you yell something? See if, what it do? Well, we're you on heard a it hot here mic, first. Blake. Um, but he bought a barbell, uh, and we've already christened it. What's a barbell? Let's camp out here for a while. Break it down. He's flexing. If you right say now. let's camp out here for a while again, then this show's canceled. Well, I need to do that one more time, and then I'm going to start saying, "Let's just go ahead and wrap it." Yeah. <laughs> uh, coffee, right? Coffee. This is a coffee podcast, and Sometimes. we are drinking a coffee, and it is from Obadiah. Fuyan, China. You guys ever had a coffee from China? One one other time, yeah. Yeah. I, I forget who roasted it. It was probably with you guys, right? Yeah. This is my third China coffee. Third China coffee. Third Chinese coffee. So far, so good. Thanks to uh, Savannah Lyle, oh, our good you, friend Sam. and thank partner in cafes. Anyone know where she got this? I do. Where? Tuesday Coffee in Marietta. You're kidding. Courtesy of Andrew. Great establishment over there. That's great. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for um, you know braving international shipping, and because Obadiah is based out of Edinburgh, mm. Scotland. You know, what I would love to hear from our good friends and partners and podcast listening. What? What's that? Any of you out there who have sourced uh, coffees from international roasters, whether whether you yourself are outside of the states and you've brought in coffee from America or you manage a cafe or own a cafe stateside and you've brought in coffee over the, over the, the what do you call it? <laughs> Get to the point, dude. <laughs> okay, here's the deal. International shipping is really rough. So how do you get around that? Do you just like price coffee way higher or, or what? And if you figured it out, let us know. Tell us your favorite international roaster. Ooh, I would love to know. Dude. But this, I was telling Ethan, you know how um, everybody's talking about resting coffee now, right? Uh-huh. Everybody's like resting uh-huh. coffee. Uh-huh. And what what did this one say, Ethan? It said uh, rest for fourteen days inside the sealed bag for good. Yeah, and this coffee was roasted in Edinburgh, Scotland. And and so um, you know that it's a good marketing message, right, Riley? To uh, for uh, yeah, yeah yeah for yeah. roasters shipping their coffee across the pond to let it rest. Let's just be real; we haven't really thought about going international. It's true, and Speak I think for yourself. that was the part of the reason why for so long is because when we started roasting the. Recommended resting periods for coffee was not what it is today. That's right. changed a lot lately. It was like two days. However, I was at Dunwoody, mm-hmm. and there was a nice lady mm-hmm. who said she just got back from Scotland. Mm-hmm. I think it was Scotland. I'm pretty sure. Please and she said that she saw our coffee there. Wow. And, and she was like, oh, my gosh, a little taste of home. That's fun. <clears throat> We're worldwide, baby. Yeah. So whenever you go international, you really expand your 
audience, right? There's a lot more, a lot of people out there. That's right. In the great unknown. Have we done the thing lately where we see if anyone's listening to our program from other places? Yeah, we're we're well world worldwide. Yeah, we're worldwide. <laughs> Go worldwide, baby. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> coffee. Let's just camp out here. For a while. <laughs> sometimes uh, this I, is like this is like a podcast from a freaking year ago, dude. Sometimes I. Uh, is it my fault? I feel like I always get us on tangents. It is not your fault. Thank this is you. usually your fault. Uh, I look through our Instagram followers on our podcast. Yeah. And a lot of them are Offered. actually outside of the States. Wow. Yeah. Well, hello. Um, that's how we say in English. Hi. Yep. There we go. I'm, I'm interested to hear this. Comment below if you started listening to this podcast by hearing one of our Instagram reels. Oh, there it is. Yeah. They're just so much easier to watch. Why That's would, right. Why would the, anyone want to listen to this? Those comment sections be popping off, though. That's on right. On the reels. All right. My goal for today is I'm going to try to make some, I'm going to try to make a spicy reel. Okay. You don't know when it's going to hit. I don't know what I'm going to say yet. Yeah. But it's going to hit. And this could be it. We're just right going to be on like a completely different <laughs> topic and you're going to say something super offensive. <laughs> I'm just going to go political at any moment. Get ready. Oh, goodness. Well, a year in review, right? Oh, yeah. 2023 has drawn to an end. It's December 27th as of recording this. And we want to take a moment of reflection, a moment of silence. Okay. And we're back. What What happened? Well, we opened a cafe. Yeah. What, I'm trying to think what stage of the build-out we were at at the top of this year. We were probably like just before being there every day of the week. Yeah. yeah. Just before having Village Burger every day. Mm-hmm. Man, we must have been in a lot better shape a year ago. No, I mean, I was bulking. Come on. Uh, we were working in the bathrooms a lot. I walked into oh, the Dunwoody man. bathroom a couple of days ago and I was like, this is familiar territory. Hello, darkness, my <laughs> old friend. <laughs> yeah, we did work in the bathrooms a lot up front while some other work was going on. I looked at speaking of eating Village Burger every day. I was like, "How was I eating Village Burger every day?" And I like I lost some weight at the top of the year, and my watch like tracks my calorie expenditure, and it's just like January, February, March, April, and then every other month is like down here as far just because I was on my feet all all day every day, and then now I just sit on my big fat butt at my desk. You should use the standing desk feature. I do. That's why we paid for that, man. I use it. All right. We use it more. But yeah, so it yeah, it was interesting to uh you know the scope of work for Dunwoody and what what are the things that are our responsibility versus what are the things that are the contractor's responsibility and the timing of all that stuff and when we can work on certain stuff versus when everything is just going to be a big pile of dust and we can't do anything. Mm-hmm. That, that's a that's a lot to manage, but that's where we were like a year ago, right? I mean, that's why we were in the bathrooms so much. We had so much potty time. It was a potty, yeah, because they were cutting concrete. Because a a cost of doing what we did in Dunwoody by having all these central bars and not attaching it to a wall is that you got to send everything underground, conduit, piping, drainage. All going down. That central bar comes at a cost. It comes at a cost. We always wanted one. We always wanted one. We got one. Would you do it again? 
Ooh, Central Bar. Hmm. Yes. I think I would. Especially for that size of a space, like what one of the reasons we wanted a central bar was we didn't want any seating area to be too far from where all the magic was happening behind the bar. Because sometimes you walk in somewhere and the bar is too far away from the door. And then sometimes you can sit down somewhere and feel like the bar is like, you know, you have a thousand square feet in between you in that area. So I think, I think it was good. Do you, would you, uh, would you move it closer to the door or do you think it's in a good spot? It would probably be what we would call a central bar. It would bring more honor to that name if it was closer to the door. Right. You're not super far from walls. Um, I, it's just not practical, but if I had unlimited money again, I would love to do like a big semicircle uh, on the like uh, uh, what's it called? Cylinders? What? Not a cylinder? Cinder block. Cinder block. I kept thinking cylinder block. That's not it. (laughs) But on the cinder block wall, and like, but you know how bars do that? They have that like curved bar. Yeah. Feature. I feel like it just doesn't really work with a coffee shop flow at all. Mm. But. Yeah, because then it's basically just a, a line, one long line with a little bit of a curve to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we open a cafe. Are we going to, can we talk about what you brought us this morning as a memento of opening the cafe? Oh, yeah. I should have brought them out here. I'll get one. Uh, yeah, man. That was so much of the top of the year. And that's kind of the funny thing about being an entrepreneur is that our jobs for the first four months were not our jobs, you know? We're in construction. We're just doing something else. And do you think that's the last time we will do that to that scale, even if we open more cafes? It has so much to do with how expensive it is to open a cafe. Uh Yeah, because if anything, we learned that a really high cost build-out is not an awesome decision. So we'd probably, if we ever step into a third location, we'd be like, we got to do this as skinny as possible. Mm. That would probably involve, at this point, one of us being heavily involved again. I saw this, just this is real quick, a little tangent for us. Um, what, you know, in the spicy comment section on, on, our, on our Instagram, somebody was like... Uh, you guys suck. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sometimes. Uh, they were like... Uh, they said something kind of like dismissive and silly, but then they made a point after that. And they said like the main contributor to a coffee shop's success is how many seats they have. Hmm. And kind of in this conversation of square footage, how many seats are in the cafe? What's your take on that? What like that? I feel like people that are outside the industry that's one of the main things they say about cafes is like, yeah, the thing about coffee shops is everybody's just going to be on their laptop. And if you don't have enough seats, then people are just going to not come to your cafe. Mm-hmm. Certainly truth to that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've kind of done two ends of the spectrum. We have a small cafe that really shouldn't have that many seats in it. If you think about it, I mean, it has like 20 something, yeah, maybe 20 seats. And whenever the seats are full and there's a line, it feels wild in there. 
So there's that end of the spectrum. And then at Dunwoody, we have 2,000 square feet and we have unofficially how many seats? Like, is it like 70? Counting patio? Not counting patio. 60. 60. So triple. What are your reflections so far on that as far as the, the impact of how many seats? My reflections are that in our case, in our case specifically, that person is just clearly wrong. Just with our two examples. Yeah, because Alpharetta yeah. is, I mean, I don't want to toot our own horn, but Great. one of the busiest coffee shops I've ever been to. And it has 20-something seats. So Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people are already planning to get their drinks to go Yeah, when they come in. Maybe that's because they know. Now, we would be busier if we had more seats. No doubt. No doubt. If that space had somehow had 60 seats, like it would just be even more nuts. I can't tell you how many pe- times people are like, hey, are you going to start taking over the co-working space and make some more seating? I'm like, no. <laughs> um, but, I mean, the extra seating comes at a real cost, though. I think a pro was that Dunwoody has gotten to a more sustainable place faster because of its destination yeah. capabilities destination capabilities by the rivers uh but it comes at a cost of like labor and work making for here drinks takes longer and doing all those dishes takes a long time like on the we do like a shift breakdown like with all, everyone's different position and the people in Dunwoody have had to just make a new position called dish like mm. there's concierge, brewer, expo, bar support, surge support, and then dish. And that's legit. I've worked some shifts, and it's just like, I'm just always going to do dishes. But in Alpharetta, you know, you fill up 20 seats. Nobody can really get for here anymore. You're pumping out to go stuff, and it kind of makes the operation go a little faster. I was talking to a mentor about ways to just... Output an extra ten percent in our cafes. Yeah, I was talking to my mentor Ethan. Uh, <laughs> what a joke! Uh, and he was like, Love you guys. "He was like, what if you guys just did to go only on the weekends?" And I was like, "I hear you." Yeah, I don't think we'll get to that point because so many people who come there. Like, I always want to get my drink for here. I right. value that. You can get a cappuccino or espresso for here, <laughs> but uh, anything else, it's a t- it's takeaway. It would, it would uh, make a person not have to do dishes all day. And Legit. Like that, so. Well, honestly, that's not a lever we've pulled. And I think I've seen it before in other coffee shops. But, like, we get shorthanded. And I'm like, I guess we'll have to either close early or we're going to have to, like, beg this person to come in. We've never really been, like, to go only. To go only. Yeah. Because you can really rock two to three people mm-hmm. and just rip. You really need yeah. team buy-in there because it, team buy-in in the sense of like the ability to flip-flop that mode on and off. Yeah. Because I, I've I've never seen it in our company before, but I've seen a lot of resistance in the past from other other shops where like once it's to go only, then nobody wants to do dishes. So they're just like, I'm just gonna make this to go. Like these little like decisions you make of like not asking if somebody wants it for here to go right so that you can make it to go and they don't have a choice mm-hmm. yeah but 
it would. I mean, in Alpharetta too, you got to do a lot of dishes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Would you? Uh, it, when the weather's nice because we have you know an extra flipping thirty seats outside. Yeah. If we could get double the seats somehow with the co-working space and our rent went up, like it didn't double, but it like split the difference. Would you take it? I mean, how would how would it happen? Like, would we tear down a wall? Would it be a space yeah. remodel? That would be my question. If it's going to be like split seating, I don't like I don't like that. No, no, it's a remodel. Yeah, I would do it too. Ethan, oh, Mister Pragmatic. There's there's so many variables <laughs> that make me just think no, 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 because the extension anywhere is not clean. Because you would, they would lose an exit. I'm just gonna say no. All right, no. I All like, right. I like cute. All right, that's fine. Hey, I brought, brought Ethan and Ross a copy of these today. We won Best of Atlanta, Atlanta Magazine. Thank you. It's kind of a funny little segment because so many of these have like uh, definitive like awards, and then there's just a section for coffee culture with us and quite a few other uh cafes like seven yeah but we have we're we're amongst good company including some friends of the program portrait coffee and bellwood coffee are in here so gotta have you guys back on yeah we uh we're honored we won we won a couple of things in the past but i think this is our favorite one to date yeah it's super sweet yeah definitely definitely the biggest one with the most eyeballs on it and we got to go to an awards ceremony yes. where we got free food and drinks. Oh, yeah. Ethan, it was really fun. I wish you could have been there. It was my anniversary, jerks. I also wish you could have been there. I was wearing a hat. Yeah, I shouldn't man. have been. I was really uh, self-conscious the whole time about my hat. Aww. Yeah, I was just focusing on bowling, Yeah, so I didn't really notice. But but that was fun. So that was cool. Yeah, that's a little... That. And it was in recognition of our Dunwoody Cafe. So Ooh. the fact that our Dunwoody Cafe opened... It's doors and is already getting got, some press. Got some recognition. That's very cool. What else happened this year? Man. What what about goals? Did you guys have any goals set in terms of the business? I think one of our big ones was we wanted Dunwoody to be at seventy percent of Alpharetta. Alpharetta's sales. Yeah. And it reached about ninety eight percent of Alpharetta's sales. Come so, on. Not half bad. Which, in retrospect, I was like, what were you we thinking that we could only afford for it to be 70%? Right. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah that's, a, that's, that's a huge win. Um, I think a personal goal of mine was just to step into my new role more and be a lot less like we talked about how my default is to be in the like really hands-on, like do all the small stuff, the errands, and that is great but trying to delegate more, build up leadership, and taking a lot of great steps in that. So excited for next year, too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know for me. Um, I mean, I I know, like, company-wide. Did you get the we, catering program off the ground? I don't know if it's off the ground. Well, I'm just saying, like, did we have a cart last year? You kind of just uh, A to Z that. Yeah. Yeah, the cart has def- is definitely picking up. We decided to ramp it back up after doing absolutely nothing with it for years, like pretty much since Alpharetta 
Alpharetta opened. Um, I definitely wanted the roastery to be more profitable, like have the overhead take up less of the gross revenue. And that happened. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, I'd of note, I mean the black Friday, cyber Monday, I know we're skipping ahead here, but that was wild. Mm. That was crazy. Just like, I, I think marketing genius, bro. Even more than the numbers of the day, what I was, I was taken aback by how many people we can reach with mm. if we give the right message. Whoa. Not that like sale, sale, sale is the right message all the time, but it's like very rarely our message ever. You know, so yeah, that's been in in retrospect. I think that's been a big L on our part. Is like thinking that having this complex that like marketing and sales is like sleazy or something but like you can do it in a way that's if you really are offering a product that's helpful for people and that you believe in then it's not because you think that people will be better off with your product Mm -hmm. so yeah because you you think you're like maybe stealing business from someone else mm -hmm. or you know like you're pulling the wool over someone's eyes or whatever but like the exchange of money for something of value to someone is is tale as old as time. Yeah. So, so yeah. I think I think we all learned a little bit about that that we want to implement next year. Just like actually how to market a business that's not organic and small. You know, because we've been so involved in marketing in the sense of like let's just open a cafe and make a really good product, and that is like purple cow marketing. Like that's a book by. Seth Godin, where he talks Not about Rogan. how your biggest expense, your biggest marketing expense should be making your product amazing and make mm-hmm. your product sell itself. So, you know, we had that, but how can you take that, build an offer, build something amazing around it, and then how can you reach the people that you need to reach to make your company grow? Mm-hmm. So, I'm still learning about all that. Yeah, um, and... There's something just kind of getting your name out there for, for, for people that even know about Valor. Like I found myself this last month just kind of talking about what we do a little more to just people I have regular conversations with. They're like, you're telling me I can get coffee sent to my house? Like you guys sell stuff online? And I'm like, oh, frick. I have that talk <laughs> Yeah, and then I'm like, we have subscriptions too. Like we'll just have it sent to your house every two weeks. And like... Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's genius. That's amazing. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I can't believe we're just talking about this. Yeah. Not that we should be walking marketers of our brand, but like figuring out how to make that message. We should be walking marketers of our brand, though. In a cool way. Well, not, I think you mean like don't use the relationships to like build your business. Yeah, Riley. So just no, I want to use the relationships <laughs> to build my business. You're like, bro, how can I get money from you right now? I do think about how I just need to wear more Valor merch just all the time. Yeah. And I, I never do. But yeah, sometimes I feel lame when I do that, but then other times I just have a conversation because I have the shirt on. Like a lot of, I, I doubt any of the uh the band guys that I play with on the weekends listen to this program. But I've like set up a few of them with a subscription on the spot. Yeah. Like we start talking about like same exact conversation. And I'm like, I can set you up right now. And I just like pull out my phone and like create their customer. But yeah, that a lot of that comes from uh, 
be wearing a Valor shirt and it starts a conversation. Yeah. Helps that we have cool merch that we're willing to wear. Come on. Uh, hey, I'm interested to hear what was your favorite Valor coffee from this past year? It's always funny to say Valor coffee because that's the name of the company. Right. Like, what was your favorite Valor coffee coffee this year? That sounds weird and different. Yeah. Man. The, the first one that's coming to my mind is actually still on the menu. As far as for I know. For sale today. For sale. You could actually buy it. There's a link in the description below. Um, I loved the Columbia Jair Ordor. You're kidding. You? Uh, I know. It was just, uh, it has been, I mean, I feel like I mostly interact with it on the cupping table. I don't drink it all the time, um, but I have made it on Coffee Shot a few times and really enjoyed it. Uh, it's just... People often say about Colombian coffees like it can represent almost any like stereotypical expectation for another country. Like you can find such a broad flavor profile uh, spectrum from coffees in Colombia, and that is very true with this one. I think it really reflects like a washed Ethiopian, very light, citrusy, super clean, really sweet. Um, but still with a nice, like, chocolatey base. I just, it's a great coffee. Probably one of those coffees that's not, like, face melter, like, show this to your friends who don't know about coffee, and they'll be blown away of how cool coffee can be. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, for people that like to just sip and enjoy uh, a complex coffee, it's got a lot to offer. It's for chill people. It's for, like, people that are, like, just want to, like, watch, like, um... Like, like a, the Criterion Collection, you know, like art house indie movies, and just like navigate <laughs> nuance, and like navigate nuance, and like read read Vonnegut stuff like that. Yeah, Ross, how about you, <laughs> <laughs> um, dude? If we're talking about the most memorable experience I had with one of our coffees, when one of the most the things that brought me the most joy, it was when we we haven't released it yet, but it's our dark roast. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, there's just it, it, it's parallel with the conversation we've been having about uh, letting your coffee rest, and this all we did with this first batch of dark roast was roast uh, a pea berry from Brazil that we have almost all the time. Uh, it's called Miracle on on our website, but Sam just roasted it darker. Um, I don't know exactly how he did that. I, I don't know if it was just like. Longer for lower or low and slow, bit low. comfy. They had a comfy on it, yeah, or maybe like a creme brulee torch, yeah. <laughs> After it came, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we just we, he he roasted like one 10 pound batch of it and we put it on espresso here, and it was on espresso for probably two months, I would say. It was just like in that hopper, and I think we did a couple of events with it too. And I just enjoyed it so much because uh, it what the the thesis behind workers comp when we first created that menu slot was everything you like about dark roast and nothing that you don't like about dark roast. So it's all the good qualities of dark roast, like a robust, strong flavor that is chocolatey, mm-hmm. has a little bit of sweetness, but it has that like roasty backbone to it. And then none of the 
dirty finish, like carbon. Yeah, just stuff that like clouds the the uh, the flavors. And I feel like that's exactly what this batch of miracle was. Um, and I'm really excited to add it to our menu. And uh, our our conversation with Will Shirts uh, on the pod kind of stoked that fire even more because he he was like, we spend so much time selling all these coffees on our menu as we should where dark roast, if you just put it on the menu, it sells itself. And um, we'll see if that's true for us because we've had workers comp dark ish roast on the menu for a while. But um, this is this is darker than that. So I don't ever really want dark roast in my normal coffee drinking life but uh that experience of having it come out the roaster and letting it sit for like two or three months and just having it on espresso was awesome it never got old it never really tasted like old coffee even though it was just like an an espresso hopper Mm. and whether you pulled it at at like 30 seconds or 20 seconds it kind of all just tasted the same Mm. which is a victory uh, for a lot of reasons. People might be... Wholesale integrity. Yeah, people might be eye-roll about that, but in the real world, when you're you're on bar and you're just trying to crank through drinks... Chasing the dragon. And the shots are everywhere. Like, if you have some washed Colombian... Like you know, or door. Then it's, it's a lot harder to nail that. So yeah, consistency is so important. We were talking about it last week. How coffee is unique compared to whiskey or wine or the other specialty beverages that are more expensive. In that you can sell someone a hundred dollar bottle of bourbon, and what they do to drink it is peel off the wrapper, open the top, pour a glass, and drink it. Right. With coffee, you sell them an expensive coffee, and they have to brew it themselves so that would Grind be it, that would it. be akin to sending a you know like a bourbon company just selling the the moonshine the the white dog like the the mash like white liquid send it home with them they're like all right put it in a barrel uh try it in 12 years but and then like there's so many variables that the home brewer could mess up themselves at that, at that point like uh you know torching the inside of the barrel or something so with us we're you know that that's where I think we we start talking about educational materials and sending people with recipes for these coffees mm-hmm. because you know we could give someone our coffee and we can represent it in a way that's amazing here. Like if if we sell a black box for fifty dollars, but then they could get it home and then grind it incorrectly, brew it incorrectly, and then it's just they're like, oh, Valor sucks. So that's just that's a that's a really tricky place to be in as a business. Care to comment? Well, I mean. Home brewing has elevated to crazy heights in the last ten years. I think everyone knows that. Suffice but to say, the uh, the equipment, the attention to detail, and like you know, social media definitely is a catalyst for that. In the sense of people just you know reviewing more things, they're they're doing the aesthetic shots of all their stuff. That stuff may seem silly, but I think it really does uh, drive. That, that side of the industry forward because mm-hmm. people are putting more intentionality into those things. Um, and I, this, this, this keeps me up at night, not really, but figuratively speaking. But like, you know, 
when somebody has the nice fellow gear, they've got the nice uh, grinder, they've got the, the ratio brewer, they're doing whatever uh, pour over, or even on the espresso side of things, I am just so curious to taste those extractions. Like taste wh- whoever that this side of the industry is home brewers that are like at the top of their game, you know, like, but they don't work in coffee and, but they have all this nice gear at home. I would love to like test their extractions with a refractometer. I don't, I'm not saying I have doubts about it being good because I'm sure it's great. But well, you kind of want to taste what they perceive as good as well, you know? Yeah. Because a lot of people are perceiving less extracted coffees as better. Like we had people in our comments about that, that they prefer copies at 18% or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's what that's, that's what I in our comments. Yeah. It, I, I got to get in on dude, this. Yo. You got to read some comments. I'm going to, I'm going to make a TikTok account, <laughs> make an Instagram account. Yeah. Bring it back, dude. That is awesome. Hey, if you're out there and you want to invite us over to your house and taste your coffee, Send us your address. We'll bring our refractometer. <laughs> Put your address in the comments. <laughs> what about you, Riley? Best coffee, best Ooh. Valor coffee, coffee. You can't say dark roast. You can't say free throw. I mean, that Entree Rios black box. Dude. The first one? Well, Are the we one that two? just... That was that was here for a minute and gone. Like where uh, did it all go? It all sold. Like where, though? Really fast. A lot of people buy like five pound bags of that stuff. Dang, we got more. What the heck? Yeah. Well, it it was pretty. It was priced well. It was also. the cheapest black box we've ever done. Yeah. And that was the thing. It was like we bought that coffee, and we I don't think we planned to do it as a black box, but it tasted so fire that it had to be. It was insane. Yeah. So I got to try it one time, and it was awesome. Man, where did we get that from? The green? Uh, I don't know. Probably Balzac. Balzac, yeah. Yeah, it was just so clean mm-hmm. and yet fruity, but not too fruity. Do you remember the processing? Just natural? Yeah, it's just a natural. Hmm. So that was it for me. Sorry I'm not as long-winded as you guys, but... You're fine. What was your least favorite coffee? <laughs> I'm kidding, <laughs> unless you want to say it. Yeah, least favorite Valor coffee, coffee. Well... It's easy. Platinum. Platinum. Oh, Platinum was our winter seasonal blend. To be honest with you guys, we I think we crushed fall and holiday, and then it was as if it was an afterthought. So we kind of decided to overhaul that mini slot. We're renaming the coffee. It's dropping on January 1st. Page Turner. Page Turner. Yeah, it was like, it was as if the profile became just kind of what Hayride was. And I think that's why I didn't like it. It wasn't that the coffee was bad. It was that its spot on our menu wasn't super defined and convicted. So now that coffee is going to be... Have you guys tried it? I have not. It's so clean, yet has a little bit of girth to it in the form of like one of the coffees in it, the... uh, the PNG, which is like a small part of it. We did have it. Remember we oh, yeah. We're tasting cranberry. Yes. Is, yeah, it's it's dark. So it's like so clean, but like on the darker side, but just like from one of the coffees. And then you get that like nice acidic uh, cranberry thing in there as well. 
I'm excited. It's for like it. what a blend should be. Yes. You taste each fl- flavor. Yeah. Complex. So that coffee drops on the first of the year, just a few days, and I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be liked or loved even. And that's in that uh, that sexy silver box. Yeah. Sexy. <laughs> that silver. one's my favorite. One of my favorite ones. Maybe it's just because I never see it. Like, oh, I'm hey, like, oh, what's up? That looks good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's only here for a minute. So, well. We want to do something special. We want to take our favorite coffee we tried on this program and our favorite brewer we used, you know, on the program and we've been talking about, and we just want to lay it on the table. We argued about this and we came to some conclusions. We have some honorable mentions. And then also we have some comments from you guys about who you think is the most underrated roaster, what your favorite brewer was this year. Well, your favorite coffee you tried this year was, and we're just going to read those, and you guys can go and try those for yourselves. Buckle in, baby. Let's start here. Best brewer, according to Valor Coffee. We went with the the the, uh, the XF, yeah? I mean, you guys went with the XF. Oh, geez. Here we go. Majority. Again. Yeah, that unfortunately was majority. I, well, and your point was it, it's not new to it didn't release this year. It, it that's true. It, it's true. Fair it enough. Release. The thing that was impactful to me about the XF is uh, I've used conical brewers my whole life, oh. and they freaking clog, especially when your grinder has a lot of fines. Yeah, and that the first time I used that brewer, I was like, whoa. This is this drains almost immediately. Mm-hmm. So like the the ball's really in your court. You have the control as the the brewer. Yes. So that was that was cool for me. And the uh, the temperature stability too. Yeah, it's, with the metal. Yeah, it's, nice. it's kind of insulated, right? I mean, it's like two two possibly three layers of metal in there. Yeah, and even the nice touch of there's that uh, like more rubbery material that goes in between the brewer and the the glass all right i will say the decanter at least for the one we use on the program big l big l spill rate is high i will say i think it was just a quality control issue which is a problem mine at home inconsistency mine at home is excellent i have the exact same one switch it out no (laughs) i want it at home all right come on and then we do have an honorable mention go ahead I don't think you guys have ever used it. He used it that one time, and then he jeffed it up. Uh, Correct. Next level brewing Pulsar Brewer. It's fantastic. It is It is the best brewer I've ever used if you can get it right. And you can do so much with it. Like You can do a full immersion French press style thing. You can do what they call like a cupping style brew with it, where you basically... Uh, make it into a cupping bowl and then you can drain it through a paper filter you can do more traditional filter type brews and because it's no bypass it's just so consistent if you can get it right Hmm. and that's why it is my favorite brewer it's actually at my house right now you use it all the time yeah anytime i brew coffee at home i mean it's valor so i usually bring it back here but when it's at my house sometimes all right hey before we move on to the next thing wait should we talk about our the best coffee on the program and then i have a holiday twist i want to throw in yeah i was just going to read some of our commenters favorite brewers oh go ahead 
Um, I think some people misunderstood the question, and a lot of people said Valor Coffee as their favorite brewer. <laughs> Maybe that was prophetic, that we're going to make our own brewer that's a mixture of the Next Level Pulsar and the, uh, the XF. Wow. I'll just give a couple of uh, the top two. Number one was Aeropress. Wow. People said it was their favorite brewer. Hey, we sell them, so we do sell them. We sell, we sold out of them. Yeah, and then number two was origami. We also what? sell those. So are people just sucking up? Yeah, that's probably it. Look, the origami, it's up there for me. It's a great brewer because of the flexibility of the filter. Oh yeah, you can use a flat bottom because, as Ross was mentioning, I think we. I got really tired of the cone, the mm, pointed mm-hmm, filter. Mm-hmm. And so I actually made the coffee we're drinking on origami with a like a Kalita filter. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. And I liked it was like a crazy wide uh surface area. I don't know if that's good or bad, but it was sweet. I do feel like I have a lot of flexibility at home because of the origami. Like I have I could probably just have that and I'd be fine because then I could use two different filter mm-hmm. uh, types because on like on the Ode, there's like nine numbers in total and there's like all these settings between the numbers. And I, I think there's nine. Yeah, that sounds right. And whenever I use a like conical filter, I grind on five. But whenever I use the flat bottom filter, I can grind on four. So it's just like... You know, that shows you how much the different filters, styles do for brewing. No yeah. Chemexes? No one said Chemex. It's dead, dude. The Chemex dude, is dead. I just don't like the Chemex. It's it's cool looking. I like how there's like one, it's one piece. Yeah. But that's about the only thing that's good about it for me. Funny enough, I broke my previous carafe before I got that fellow one. And I would put my origami inside of the Chemex. And I was like using it as the carafe. Hey. Which was kind of cool because I'd be able to take my, you know, put the filter in there and then wet the origami like on the inside and outside. So I felt like it was getting like really temperature stable. Hey, come on. Kind of cool. Shout out to the Chemex being one of our uh, first like logo oh my gosh. mock-ups. That's, that's somewhere. That's for sure. Well... Okay, Ross didn't get to try it, but our favorite coffee... Good timing. Because one and two was the Freed Hats Columbia La Silla Geisha Natural. Jeez Louise. That coffee was crazy. It was nuts, man. I dream about it still. Shout out to Sam Harless, uh... Operations coordinator at 44 Milton Avenue, Valor Coffee, uh, for bringing that to us. Mm. So good. It was. Even though you didn't like the... the I didn't like the pill bottle. The pill bottle okay. box. I thought it was sick. Didn't like the fish oil bottle. UX was premium. Yeah. Um, sealable. Nice. But, man, it was, it was just one of those times where you have a really crazy coffee that, like, you can't stop drinking you mm-hmm. know you just want to go back for more and more and more um just shows how like how controlled you can be with the the acidity and like the brightness and the funk 
but it was all at this perfect level where you just wanted to keep trying it. I wish it was washed. That would be my only thing. I feel like that would have been, without a doubt, the best coffee I've ever tried. I wonder if they offer that. I mean, it's hard to just guess that off the top of my head, but I just I like washed coffees more than naturals, and I love washed geishas because yeah. I feel like, and I, so many roasters, it's like if we're gonna have the premium coffee, if we're gonna have this geisha, we should get it natural, so it really you know blows people's minds. But my mind is always blown by like the variety driving the flavor profile in in a washed because I've had some geishas that are like, how is this a washed coffee? Sure. Was that that was the uh, one we had last week, right? The Panamanian geisha was washed from Proud Mary. It was one of the three, I believe so. Oh, cool! And it had that like crazy guava thing to it. Yeah. It's a sweet coffee. Crazy guava. Crazy guava. But the honorable mention for best coffee was a coffee that Ross brought from us, brought for us from Meadowlark, and it was the Gardelli Colombia El Placer Pink Bourbon Anaerobic Special. Columbia is just, we need to send them a thank you note. Columbia? Yeah. Yeah, we could. Emphasis on the special. Yeah, it was special. It was a very special. Do you know what that meant? Do you remember? No. I don't remember. I should have looked more into marketing. What made, you know, Pink Per Bone, obviously, varietal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Columbia, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, And varietal. You said it was anaerobic? Yeah. Right. Anaerobic special. Anaerobic special. Yeah, delicious. That coffee is good. We tried it in our old podcast room. Hey, that's something we did this year. Yeah. Hey, Move podcast new areas. New digs. Yeah, that was a good coffee. That was a good coffee. Uh, if we go to the viewer responses for best coffee they tried this year, there was a lot, so I'm just going to try to try to read them off. Wow. Free throw, free throw, free throw. Free what, throw. what question free did you get the most throw. responses for? This one. This one? Yep. Nice. Okay. Cappuccino from Architect Coffee in Springfield, Missouri. Wow. Bader Family Decaf. Decaf. From Compass Coffee. Dang. Valor. Yes! That Just one word, Valor. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Costa Rica Raisin Honey Process from Crack Roastery in United Arab Emirates. What? UAE. Black and White, The Natural. I've heard great things about I've that I've had coffee. that a lot at Middle Art. Finca Hartman Natural Geisha from Bainy Beans, B-A-N-I. Bainy Beans, baby. Bainy Beans. And then the person that said black and white, the natural said, change my mind, that Wash Colombian from Touchy was bomb. It was the one we had on the program. I don't remember it details was bomb. on it, but that Ooh, was a good coffee. The one that said the 95 bowls or whatever. Yeah, shout out to, to Touchy for really coming on the scene this year. Turkey Gobbler. Do you think they mean the peach gobbler from Valor? Maybe they do, or maybe they're just uh, maybe they're just like being funny. They're on one. <laughs> hey, maybe you, they're on one. Hey, are you on one? Com- Columbia El Puente from KOS on espresso. Whoa. Basha Bakel Ethiopian Prodigal Coffee. Prodigal is Scott Rayo's roasting company, I believe. Who's to say? That just just came up this year. Wow, prodigal? We didn't we have prodigal coffee? Yeah, on air? No, I don't think we had it on air. We Maybe we servant. did. Servant, my bad. Close, close enough, right? It's the same thing. Rival Bros, whistle and cuss. Watch your mouth. Did you just? What did you just? You say? Just Terrain call. Coffee, Costa Rica, Don Claudio, Letty Bermudez. 
Tan lines. Oh! Tan lines. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. That was good. Uh, Valor, Ethiopia, Worka, Sakaro, natural. Anaerobic natural. All right. That one, that one was going to be my other answer. Yeah, so. that was good. Meadow lark, vanilla latte with honey and cinnamon. Come on. I bet that is money. Yeah. <laughs> no cap. Village grind, Greenville, vanilla latte with honey and cinnamon. <laughs> no way. I think we just found our new uh, winter menu item. Methodical cappuccino. I bet. Onyx, Costa Rica, Volcan, Azul, and Rubik. We need to make a whole spliced up reel of you just reading stuff. <laughs> Bird, Rock, Coffee Roasters, Trace, Dragones. Three dragons? I got to get out of the house. I don't know what anyone's talking about. I'm looking, I'm looking... Uh, yeah, I don't know how to say a lot of these words now, so I'm going to stop. There you go. And I asked a couple of other questions that we'll kind of just go through real quick. Favorite cafe you visited? Man, I hope Val. <laughs> People that follow Valor are... That's funny. Bully Brew Coffee House, ND. What do you... Is ND North ne- Dakota? No. Netherlands? We'll never know. We'd have to look it up, and we're not going to do that. That's too much. Architect Coffee in Springfield, Missouri. Is that the same person? Is the same person? Uh, yeah. Valor. Yes! It's a tie. Valor, Dunwoody, and Meadowlark. Oh, we're going to get you, Meadowlark. <laughs> we're going to take you Going out down. next year. Paul Judy said Meadowlark. <laughs> Come on, Paul. Paul. <laughs> Super Wow, Hollywood, Florida. Valor, Dunwoody. Yes. San Francisco in Virginia Highlands. Oh. Throwback. Uh, Dayglow in Chicago. Is that Joey? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Joey. Island Provisions in downtown Charleston. My Home Cafe. Ha ha. Flex. Faculty Coffee Birmingham. Valor Alpharetta slash Methodical Downtown. Dayglow in Chicago. Someone else. Joey again. Portal Coffee. Modern Electric Lunch. Lunch? Yeah, they've bought our coffee before. This person said said lunch, but it's lunch, it's right? Lunch. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they're jo- making the joke like the office. They say lunch party. They make the wrong banner. I think so. I think that's yeah. what they're doing. Valor. Which Valor was it, though? Valor Roastery. Tuesdays, Ooh, Marietta. Kaboom. Tandem. Bear Coast Coffee. We've been to Tandem. Burrow in Dumbo, New Portland. York. And then there's too many. I can't keep going. Honorable mentions. All right. Next think, question. Was I think we won that. Favorite packaging design of 2023. Jeez, you're lining them up, man. Process. I think process is, is way up there for, for many. Touchy. Way up there. Did we do Process. I don't think we've had it on the program, but uh, Metal Lark. We're talking about Metal Lark so much. Wow. Jeez. I mean, because they, 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 they have every coffee. They do. Process, if you're out there, send us coffee to review, please. I have. I've been drinking a process, Yemen, at home. Yemen. What? Open, free your mind, Ethan. Valor. Yes. Process coffee's Christmas packaging. Have you seen that? I have never seen any. It's really cute because you know it's it's a it's a VHS. Okay. So okay, on okay. the side it says Christmas Day 2023, as if it was a home video. It's nice. It's funny. I come up with something even cooler. 
I just don't know what it is yet. Onyx I'm Krampus. Kidding. Valor has the best packaging without a doubt. Did you put that? I like that. No. Push and pull. Push X pull. I'm guessing that's push and pull. Push by pull. <laughs> or Proce- push and we pull camp- collaborating. We could camp out there for a Process while. Process coffee. Dayglow. La Cabra. Have you guys seen Dayglow's packaging? Yes. It's cool. It's pretty, pretty fire. It's like ours, but cooler. Yeah. Oops. Big face. Ooh. Yeah. I understand that one. I feel like a traitor to Valor, but it goes to Methodical. Hey. Well, you are a traitor, and you're dead to me. <laughs> We're canceling. I'm joking. Yeah. Common Folk Coffee. I never heard of that. Little Wolf, Valor, or Say. Wow. Honorable company. Lake City Coffee. Bonanza Coffee in Berlin. Ooh. And I ask one more question. Most underrated roaster of 2023. Are you fishing for compliments here? <laughs> no. Coolest. Uh, OTP co- Atlanta. Started by three guys. Idle Hands Roaster. I'm just wanting to give the give people a shout out, okay? Micro yeah. Roasters. Give me a break. Yeah, try try that. See if that ever happens. Idle, hand, <gasps> Idle Hands Roasters. Valor. Yes. ND Coffee Roastery. Touchy Faux Show. Banny Beans, Touchy Coffee. We need to get the touchy, the touchy people, people on the program. Yeah, someone said Touchy Coffee. Their coffee newsletter email is just fantastic. So we also need to sign up for their newsletter. Do email. you do you know anyone at Touchy? No, not yet. Heard. They're if in, they're if in, you know anyone at Touchy, put us in contact. Oh, I know someone who can help us. Awesome. Super official. In New York. I think they know the touchy people. Yeah, they're in the same state. Tofino Coffee Roasting Company. September Coffee Co. Good that, name. That's, uh, that is Kyle Roswell's coffee company. They, they opened this past year. September. I like that name. Yeah. Who's Kyle for, for company. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Stiller's Coffee in Aarhus, Denmark. Montana Coffee Traders in Kalispell. Who said that? Maybe Origin from Savannah. Question mark? Question mark? What's your answer? Market Lane, Melbourne. Melbourne. Elevator Coffee. Alma Coffee. Hey. Blue Bottle. (laughs) Blue Bottle is the most underrated. Starbucks Coffee. (laughs) Duluth Coffee Company. Mirror Coffee Roasters. Elm Coffee. Myself, says someone. Is that the same guy who said my home setup is the best cafe I've ever been to? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Sunday oh. Coffee Project, which is oh, also yeah. very cool. I would agree that that's underrated. Uh, and that was all of my questions. That was all the questions I had in 2023. <laughs> Dang. Dude, the people have spoken. Valor's awesome. All right. Time to review Obadiah Fuyan China. <laughs> I guess we didn't like it. <laughs> my cup's empty, guys. <laughs> hey, you know the latte art's good when the design stays until the bottom of the cup. Dude, that's what I've heard. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. All right, content. This, there's a lot of content. It's just layered. That's right. Layered. Like Patrick Laird, the fullback. Isn't it funny <laughs> that you could rip this sleeve, but you don't have to? I love that. Why? I don't know. How do they do their packaging? You think? You think they run this through a printer somehow? I don't know. There's a, a glue element there, there on the bottom. There is a glue element. 
so it probably comes flat and then maybe printed. But it's like that has to be printed. They print Fuyan China on both sides, and then they print the info on the top. So it all comes off as custom, which is very nice. This has the same thing as uh, Ceremony, where half of their name is on the front, and it makes you pick it up and turn to the other side. Mm. It's a tight fit. I like how they put what the box color means on the box. No way. That is an extra layer. They do that? Yeah, clean. Is that what that means? I would think so, right? Or do you think it just says that on all of them? I thought that was the tagline. I thought that was the tagline. Oh, but okay. It, but maybe you're right. Then I'm I, I'm probably wrong. There you go. You're awesome, though. You can be wrong and awesome, though. As long as I'm not wrong too much. Yeah. I don't spread misinformation. Well, <laughs> I thought it said clean and expensive coffee, and I was like, okay, own it, <laughs> own it. Nice. <laughs> well, anyway, seeing that just inspired me. Like, why doesn't our red box say fruity on the bottom or something? Well, it just probably because. should. It's a good question. So maybe we'll make that change on Pop the next order. It, buddy. Okay, content is the written stuff. Yeah. They got some written stuff. Is there a website on here? Yep. All right, content out of 10. One, two, three, nine. Nine and 10? Yeah, I mean, it's... They got a lot of content. A lot of content, and it's it's very well spaced. Yep. None of it feels cluttered. Yeah. It's great. For, for as much as that box has, and it's definitely just because there's t- multiple elements to it, They've got so much on there, but still so much negative space. Like the sides don't have anything on them. Uh, it's it's nice. It like has a little blurb about the coffee. It's got a blurb about just their process. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. All right, aesthetic. One, two, three, ten. Oh. Oh, it's kind of it's kind of taking it, oh, crap. taking it and running with it. Well, th- whenever we were designing our box, we, we saw said, hubba, hubba. we saw this and we were like, "That looks awesome." Yeah, especially when you put them all together with all their colors. I think we really like when it this just looks good and it doesn't scream, "This is coffee." Mm. And I know that's to other people's chagrin, especially over the holidays. It was really funny to be in the cafe and people are this close to all the coffee. And they're like, "Do you guys even sell like?" just whole bean coffee and i'm like yeah it, there's a whole rack of it right here yeah and they're like oh i'm like yeah the bags are in the box we gotta just get a sign that says this is this coffee. coffee but i think we just love that this this look it looks like a candle box and that was our other inspiration for our packaging yeah, yeah. ux so um as the guy who made the coffee um i Oh, let me take a layer here. Also, their bag just feels awesome. Nice papery, resealable. I mean, completely unmarked. Yeah. I don't know what to say, man. I mean, it wasn't like, I don't know, give it a five. I just give it a four just because. Probably because there's like a few steps, you know, like I didn't, that Mm. might be one of the, uh, okay, so that, that's legit. I, made i like dosed out all that i needed closed it all up realized i needed more coffee looked at all the layers and was like nah <laughs> i don't want to open this all up again yeah. um, i want in in actual practice you probably would just tear the sleeve off and throw it away unless you just wanted to like which it is kind of cool you could 
Ooh, this is cool. It says it says it on the inside as well. Yeah. So you could probably just rip this off, and then you could keep just this as a remembrance of the coffee you drink. A memento. Or you could like peel it off and put it in there to identify it. I wonder what their vision is for that. Probably yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I had to guess. That that was a knock for me initially uh, because of my whole rule about packaging that you don't want to feel like you're damaging it irreversibly. But you aren't you aren't ripping any words in half, which is cool. So I don't know. I like it. So yeah, I give the UX cool. a four. Okay. All right. Flavor of the coffee. So, yeah, we talked about it a little bit, but we don't really... China is not a well-known spot for high-quality coffee. Um, it's known for great tea, and it's grown in a very familiar region to a lot of uh, people that are in coffee. The vast Yunnan Mountains, like you hear a lot about Yunnan black tea. There's some black tea that comes out of there. That's right. That's right. Um, but it's got the climate for it, though. It's got the climate. 16 to 1700 MASL. I don't really know how that, that sounds pretty average. So it sounds pretty high. Pretty high. Yeah, I've, I've seen like washed Ethiopians in like 2000 or like 2100. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of Central South Americans at that level. It's a, an, I feel like the curveball is that it's a natty. Mm. I don't know why I, I don't really equate uh, Chinese coffee with um, a natural, but yeah, it was. I don't uh, know anything about it though. I, I don't know nothing about <laughs> it. I feel like, well, I mean, we didn't really dig in, but like, I feel like China and Mexico are these like, uh, can they really make good coffee kind of spots? And like, some people, maybe some roasters just choose to completely stray because of negative public opinion and then seems like Obadiah and other roasters might press in and be like let's prove Mm. that there can be awesome coffees that are coming out of these spots yeah i'd say china india yeah they're coming up yeah some projects in california going on i'm coming out pretty crazy flavor flavor um one two three seven eight it was good coffee. It was good. You said something about it up front. I don't remember what it was. He said that it was unique yeah. and interesting. And wow. cool. No, I said cool and unique in That's the truest sense of the word. So insightful. No, just the the evolution of flavor was really there. Mm-hmm. Um, there were there was like three different flavors going on, and they were all very separate. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Cool. It's very cool. Had like a great spice thing, a little cinnamon yeah. action, you're saying? Did you mean that? No, I meant it. Yeah. Wow. 100%. Enjoyability. One, two, three, seven. Eight. Oops. Sorry. It was enjoyable. I'll give it that. It was It was enjoyable. I will say while I was dialing it in, it was pretty brutal. All right. <laughs> there was not a lot of wiggle room for tasty. Interesting. Obviously, it's just my first time messing with this coffee. Crunch time. But the, the pour over of it was what I really... Like drinking, not the espresso. You just getting those Quakers out of there? Yeah. Since David Lamont said that thing. Yeah, Lamont inspired me. Great crunch. Uh oh. That could be a fiver right there, y'all. That's all you can ask for in a crunch. Out of five, 
One. Didn't break my teeth. One, two, three, five. Five. Oh. five. It felt a little hollow. Do you want to give it a four? You can. No, give it a five. All right, I'm a tally. It's the holidays. I'm gearing up for them. I'm decompressing from the holidays. Personally, I'm always geared up for the holidays, yo. Did you have a good holiday? Yeah, man, it was awesome. Hey, shout out to anyone that went to Valor Alpharetta in Chris on Christmas Eve. We were open, and it was a movie, yo. Y'all did. Did some, you see any stat lines? Yeah, some eight nine hundred dollars hours. Should there. I say it? <gasps> you yeah, can say yeah, it. Say it. It was eight to two, thirty seven hundred dollars or something like that. Bro, which for us is like pretty good. We were, I know if you're in a restaurant, you're like, that's nothing. But coffee shop, six hours. We had some, it's some beast mode time. And there wasn't that much all, merch. One, it was like an $870 hour or something like that. All right. That was probably when the stag got purchased. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's adding up. But all right. 43. Is that the highest yet? Maybe. We don't have a leaderboard. I feel like we are too um, civil, but maybe this year we'll get a little spicier. Yeah. And just be like, here it is. I Maybe just for our records. It doesn't have to be like, hey, we think this coffee is better than this coffee. Or it could be like that too. Yeah, or it could not. Like whatever. Yeah, either See, way. See, like we're both chill about it. Yeah. It could or it could not. I'm chill. <laughs> I'm finding the score of the free hats really quick. You know, a cool thing we did this year, I think it was this year, in the black box. Yeah. We got the same coffee processed three different ways. Freed Hats was 44 and a half. There you go. We stuffed it all in that box. Was that this year? I think it was last year. Was it last year? Yeah. Dang it. It was this year. This year's flying by. Yeah, I think it's almost over. But. (sighs) Man, 2023. We'll see you later, huh? What are we going to do in 2024? I want to make a movie (laughs) about us. (laughs) About like a day in the life. Like schedules of a coffee shop owner? Yeah, like what do we do? We could open like a couple more cafes. Uh, we just op- open 10 drive throughs Come on, you guys don't have any goals in mind? I know my goal. What's your goal? I want the roastery to roast 1,000 pounds more per week. Blake is looking at us right now. <laughs> <laughs> Blake's like, yeah. Oh, man. We would hire more people, Blake. Wouldn't just be you. Yeah. I don't know. Blake's got a pretty high ceiling. <laughs> what if we told you you could make $100,000? You'd have to work 18 hours every day. Seven days a week. Seven days a week. Um, I, not, this is dumb, but hey, I'm just being me. I want to have more days like uh, Christmas Eve where our team's just like flipping dialed in and like Russian and uh, people were just, people were just really blown away at how fast they were getting their drinks on such a busy day. Mm. And that makes me so happy. Wow. When I was like, we were moving and everybody, everybody was kind of pushing each other to like go faster, figure out ways to get people their drinks in their hands. Um, it was, a, it was an awesome like team. Obviously there, there's just some magic to the holiday. Everybody knows this is, like a, it's like a burst, you know, like we were sprinting for that day. Cause there's like quick breaks, everybody's on a low shift, but, um, just that kind of like fire and that, le- that everybody was stepping up in leadership to, um, like delegate and to encourage and to like 
love on the guests. It was just a, an awesome day. More like that. I want more of those days. Nice. Yeah, for me, um, I guess personally, I, I've spent a good bit of time uh, trying to develop myself and learn things. But I feel like a lot of it's just been on YouTube, like video content or a podcast or whatever. And I think upon reflection, that has taken away almost all of my reading. Mm. Like I'm, I, I have a lot of information coming in about like how I can be better in different facets of my life professionally or personally, or marriage or spiritually, whatever it is. But um, my reading has really gone down, I think, as a result of the medium I've chosen to like consume. So classic New Year's resolution, but read more. Come on. Read more. I heard someone bought you some books. I've already got two books in mind. Um, so, and they're both from you, both of you, both of you. So comic books. Yeah. <laughs> mostly comic books. The Superman issue. You know, I'm sure two. you can learn a lot from a comic book, right? Yeah. No, but I think just, I think reading, uh, one is you can reference it. You can go back and reference it a lot easier, at least for me. Like if you, if you hear something cool on a podcast or you're watching a video, like there's always just the next video, mm-hmm. but with a book, it's obviously a lot more thought out than a video because someone is sitting down to put so much time and effort into writing this super long project. Um, so yeah, I, I would say personal personally for me. Nice. And I will, uh, go professional too. I think it'll be good for you guys. Thank you, man. Be noticing, you know, some differences. In, Ooh, I you know. want to be the first pick in my ultimate Frisbee group. All right. And with that, we are going to wrap this episode. Thank you for listening. Please go ahead and like this video and subscribe if you haven't already. Review us on Spotify. Heck, you need wholesale coffee? Send us an email. Wholesale at Valor.coffee. We're trying to roast a thousand more pounds. We're trying to roast we a thousand could, more pounds we a week. Do some help. Or just go to our website, Valor.coffee, and buy one of our coffees because why not? Okay, Bob. Happy New Year. Happy New yeah. Year. Hey, see you guys next year. See you next year. See you next year. Love y'all. Bye. Love, bye.